Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well today. And yes, I was playing Christmas music. It's one week from tomorrow to Thanksgiving, so why not get a jump on it and play a little Christmas music? And for no other reason, it might just torment my father. So it's a win-win all the way around. So I don't know about you all, but hey, Christmas music puts me in a good, good spirit, good, uh, uh, good, good mood. I can be uh, us downstairs. We're trying to get a little side business going and uh, I could be tired. I put in one or two things. I either put in my Christmas music, puts a smile on my face, the oldie, the old, old Christmas songs, and uh, or I put in Elvis. One of those two gets me in the dancing mood and gets me into work. So uh, Angela Presley said, love the Christmas music. Well, I'm glad that I have a fellow uh, uh, individual friend who uh, likes uh, the Christmas like I do. So... Hard to believe. It is hard to believe. A week from tomorrow is Thanksgiving. It just doesn't seem possible. I just don't know. I don't know if the this lockdown thing screwed us up uh, uh, as far as how we are we're viewing our time. But I just feel like we literally finished Christmas and all of a sudden we're here again. It's like what happened, you know? It's like uh, like there was a chunk of of time that was cut out or removed or something. I don't know. But uh, even my daughter said that. She goes, I feel like we just had this. I said, I know it's really really weird. So uh, I like the um, uh, uh, little meme or picture, if you will, I put on Facebook. Uh, said that um, uh, only uh, ten are allowed to gather at uh, Thanksgiving, but 30 can attend a funeral. So they said, I, I am uh, having a funeral over my pet uh, turkey and uh, and I'm having all the fixings. So uh, <laughs> Wilma Phoenix says she voted for me a few minutes ago. Well, thank you, uh, Wilma. I'm, I'm in a contest to try to uh, win this OCC uh, Orange County Choppers contest and I'm in third place as of right now and they're going to be declaring the top five uh, tomorrow. So uh, uh, I... Uh, Hope, uh, hope I get in there. It looks like we're going to so far, unless something changes. But Fran says she can't hear me, so I don't know if anybody else is having any audio trouble or not. Uh, but uh, um, let me know if you are. Uh, but uh, so sorry about that, Fran. Don't know what to what to do there. Uh, Jamie Cole says good evening, all you fine folks. And Robert DeBray says this whole year has been thrown off track. Yes, indeedy. Well, let's go ahead and I'll have an opening scripture this evening. It is uh, Romans 8, uh, verses 38 and 39. So Romans chapter 8, 38 and 39. David Feather says he can hear me fine on his end. So, Fran, the only thing I could tell you is maybe um, restart your computer, uh, X out of um, your Google, Yahoo, whatever you use and access uh uh, Facebook, and then restart it again. That might uh, uh, might might get you in there. Romans 8, 38, 39. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else at all, creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, hey, awesome, awesome piece of scripture there and uh something we all need to hear some encouragement from time to time i mean ain't nothing gonna separate us from the love of god ain't that a wonderful thing no matter how screwy this world gets nothing's gonna separate us from the love of god so and uh it's one of things about god's word man you know it's always uh we always have that encouragement when we get in and uh, dive into god's word face somebody's discussing something with me the other day and uh, uh they're dealing with and and I said, uh, they said that uh, an individual I knew were praying for an answer. I said, I said they don't feel like God has given them the answer. I said, the answer is right there in God's word, man. That's where we find uh, what we need, right there in God's word. So, uh, uh, all right, a prayer request, or yeah, prayer request uh, this evening. And if you have any, uh, feel free to put those in the comments. We'll address those uh, if they get in in time. Uh, Kim Penix, Jane Kitchings, Murph, Larky, and Nancy. Uh, Chuck and PK, that still blows my mind about Chuck. I tell you what, here he was in ICU, and they all but gave up on him, and uh, uh, and here he's back home. Uh, Morris Carolyn, Johnny and Nora, Richie Green, uh, yeah, his mom and dad, uh, they, uh, or his dad was diagnosed with COVID. I know his mom's been sick. Uh, Glenn Johnson, Lyndon Ralph Coley, uh, Ron Carden, Joe Franklin, P.T. and Sherry, be praying for them. She said that uh, she messaged earlier 
Um, and after a well, while, I'll get to that in a minute. But anyway, she said they may have to shut their church down for a little while because it's COVID. Donnie Cutshaw, Larry and Donna, uh, Wendy Lee, we really be praying for her. She's having a port uh, being put in. Um, Fran Pear and uh, David Stennett, we really be praying for David. He uh, um, He's in and out of the VA and have a lot of trouble with his heart. And so uh, we pray for that. Uh, but um, uh, Sharon said, I don't get ready to pray, but Sharon said she had to restart her computer because of static coming through. So I don't know what's going on. Uh, hopefully, uh, seems like other people were here and others aren't, so uh, hopefully it'll straighten itself out there. But, uh, yeah, but well, let's go ahead and uh, let us pray, and uh, we'll dive into some things here. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, your joy, your peace overflowing. Lord, thank you for your good word. Thank you for your forgiveness of sins. And Lord, thank you for your grace and your mercy. And Lord, uh, I just want to lift up each and one of these prayer requests or prayer concerns. Lord, uh, I do want to lift up uh, my dad to you. That you bring healing upon him. I want to lift up uh, Mr. Ron Thompson to you. I know he's struggling and having a rough time right now. I pray that you give him strength and peace. I pray that you continue to healing upon uh, Mr. Chuck Richardson. I do pray that you be with Larky and Nancy and Larry and Donna Knight. Uh, I pray that you be with Kim Penix and Wendy Lee. Uh, Lord, I pray you be with Jane Kitchings. I pray you be with Fran Pear and her sisters and uh, David Stennett. You bring healing upon him. And uh, Lord, I just pray that uh, you with all the prayer requests, the concerns, the unspoken, pray for our country. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you'll be with us this evening. We thank you. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Um, Oh, I'm sorry, Jamie, I didn't see that just now. He said, dear friend on a deathbed, uh, not confident in his relationship with Christ. Uh, he's brain dead, but still alive. Pray for his salvation, all is possible with God. Well, Jamie, I'm sorry I missed that, but great thing is everybody, and Robert DeBrace said, pray for America. And uh, Angel Presley said, pray for Sarah. She has an has a antibiotic resisted, okay? Uh, so we'll definitely be uh, uh, praying for those uh, situations. And that's one great thing about us, putting these things in the comments like this is that even though they may have popped up after I've prayed, the great thing is all of us come together. We can read this and we can do something we can all pray about these different things. So I apologize. I missed those before I started praying. I'm sorry about that. But uh, the God knows the, the, the needs and uh, he, his will be done in each and every situation. All right. Um, one thing we need to address here, uh, and I post this on uh uh, on Facebook, but in case you didn't see it, in case you're watching and didn't see it, or maybe you're watching online, I hope it's going out online. See, If you notice, uh, I'm set up kind of a little bit more like I am uh, in the mornings. That's how I'm kind of set up, and uh, I know uh, my desk is a mess here, but uh, uh, I was uh, at, up to the last minute trying to get uh, the website to work, and uh, I've been having a lot of camera issues, for all intents and purposes, it seems to be working, so that's why uh, I'm in the position I'm at, because once it started working, I was scared to move. I'll be honest with you, I was scared to move, so so I uh, I didn't want to disturb anything, so that's why uh, you get to see my nasty desk and all my toys behind me here. So, But anyway, um, we've had a couple people uh, in the church uh, that have been diagnosed with COVID that we know of, uh, and uh, could be more we don't know, but that we know of. We don't want to shut the church down if all if all possible. Uh, but uh, Dad um, uh, wrote this and I posted this online earlier. Uh, uh, Dad states, uh, "I think perhaps you should." Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> dear FLBC family. It has come to our attention since Sunday that two or three of our congregants have tested positive for the COVID virus. This Sunday, we plan to block off every other pew, have families to sit together, encourage everyone to utilize six feet distancing and encourage mask wearing. Let us pray for one another in the church. And remember, greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. So, uh, you know, we have to take the proper precautions. We don't want to shut the church down by no stretch of the imagination. In fact, me and Brandy was talking about uh, how good the attendance was this past Sunday. And, you know, we don't want to uh, stifle that. You know, I think people are starting to slowly kind of get back into the routine after being this lockdown really screwed up not only us but a lot of churches up people got used to to watching at home watching online so we don't want to uh, get people out of that uh, out of that habit 
And so that's what Sherry Glover's talking about. Their, their church is uh, is not very big, and she said they don't have the ability to to distance, and she said they may have to shut down. So be praying for her and her and their church. But uh, but we do, guys, I I know there's different points of views, all right? I understand it. I get it. You know, they, 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 people think that we are sheep by wearing masks and that they are ineffective. There's science that proves that, the, the effectiveness of masks, there are si there's those who share uh, videos that uh, they are ineffective, uh, and uh, uh, you know, I've even seen read comments, why wear something that doesn't work, and uh, things of that nature. You know, in fact, I even said that in an article, uh, I can't remember it was this morning, yesterday, it might have been yesterday, said that people were denying, uh, this is from a nurse, said that people were denying that COVID was real even as they were dying from it. It's like, that blows my mind. You know, that blows my mind. They're dying from the virus. I mean, and then died denying to their last breath that it is real. That is, uh, that's crazy. Now, uh, are, are those the, the socialist trying to use this? Yeah, I believe so. I think they're trying to use it as an excuse. Uh, to share, to shut things down, to have control over people in their homes uh, and in the community. I, I don't doubt that. You know, I don't deny it at all. In fact, I'm, I, I, Biden gets in there. Uh, he's most likely to use as excuse to try to shut churches down. I don't, I don't deny that at all. But uh, whether you feel the virus is real or imagined, uh, you know, uh, I know that's like guy had on uh, Fox News this morning. He said it has a 95 to 97 percent uh, survival rate, and, and then if they come out with this vaccine, so far the vaccine has a 95 percent uh, effectiveness. That's still, you know, those are great numbers. That's hey, that's good news, great numbers. But all right, uh, it is um, uh, there's people out there like me. I have a lot of upper respiratory issues. I have a lot of breathing issues. I have a lot of asthma. It, those who know me, you know I keep pneumonia, the flu, uh, bronchitis four, five, six, seven times a year. I mean, easily. So even though there is a high survival rate, for somebody like me, the chances aren't as good. And like my father, at his age and his asthma, it isn't as good. Well, there's other people within the church like that. Whether you think the mask is real or effective or not effective, you know, that's a that's whatever, but I'm asking, okay? I'm not telling you have to. The mask is still optional, but we are encouraging. Please, you know, try to observe the six-foot rule. We're going to, uh, you can still sit with your family. You can sit right on top of each other if you want to, but um, we're going to do a space around every other pew. We got sitting upstairs. We run out downstairs. You got sitting upstairs, and uh, try to be uh, uh sensitive and uh and and be uh, discerning and uh, uh so you know, let's try not to be around on top of each other talking if you don't have a mask on and because you know when you see somebody with a mask on somebody without a mask on you can see somebody with their mask on like you know why are they so close <laughs> you know and uh so just just try to be uh uh be aware okay so but uh like what Kimberly uh, Mosier says she said People deny that uh, he, he he is real too. Talking about Jesus Christ or God, and uh, I'm not surprised. So see, you know that's true. I mean, it's a good point that uh, you know people deny the the existence of God. You know, and here here this virus is real. Well, look, even when Jesus walked uh, this earth, people denied that he was the Messiah. So it just uh, it blows my mind. I oh, know it just craziness, craziness. Well, if you have your Bibles handy, we're going to look at um, uh, Philippians. I'm sorry, Philippians. Titus. How do we? That's bad. <laughs> I'm not even telling you the right book to look at. Titus, chapter 3, verses 3 through 7. We're going to read this evening. But uh, as far as other uh, uh, announcements go, um, the only thing I can tell you, of course, uh, uh, Dad will be preaching 
Sunday morning. We'll be there physically at the church, 118 Julie Lane from 11 to 12. Uh, I'll be preaching Sunday evening. Now, next Wednesday uh, evening, we will not have services. A week from tonight, we will not have services because most people are getting ready for Thanksgiving. Family's coming in, and tra traditionally, we just don't normally have uh, Wednesday evening service. So I know a lot of people are you know, trying to get uh, things together and uh, in anticipation for the big day. And uh, I know for a lot of people are like me, Oh boy, I can't wait. I tell you what, it's just uh, game on. I, I get to wear the stretchy pants and have at it. So, <laughs> Titus 3 3 through 7. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior appeared. He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. What an awesome passage of Scripture. We're going to dive into that here. So let's uh, have a quick word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you uh, for your good word. And uh, Lord, we, we praise your holy name. Lord, uh, yeah, I pray that you'll guide us and lead us. Uh, Lord, help us to uh, understand uh, what's being said here. Help it to, us to understand how to apply it to our daily living. Uh, Lord, uh, let your Holy Spirit uh, be in control this evening. And uh, Lord, I just pray that what we uh, study here this evening will help edify us, equip us, and most importantly, glorify you. Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so, uh, you know, let's preface this with something. You know, when it comes to church, okay, I um, uh, grew up in the church. Uh, now, I did... When I uh, got out of high school, unfortunately, uh, I'm embarrassed to say that I did stray uh, from the Lord and from church for a great number of years. Uh, like I said, it's uh, with deep regret uh, that I did so. Um, you know, I, I hate that I did that, but I praise God that he turned me around when he did. Hey, I could still be out there uh, just stupid, you know, but uh, praise God he turned around when he did, and uh, praise God he led me into the ministry. But when it comes to church, uh, and I've seen this, like I said, growing up, I uh, I think I was, uh, how old was I when my dad started preaching? I don't know, somewhere between three and five years old, somewhere there, I guess, that uh, uh, dad started preaching. But um the involvement of church has declined immensely. You know, used to people were really excited uh, about uh, being involved in church and church activities. And, uh, but it seems like as time has gone by, maybe you can blame social media, uh, the distraction, things of the world, it's kind of an 80-20 scenario about uh, you know, out, out of uh, about 20% of the people do 80% of the work, right? So, you know, it, it just, you know, you don't seem to have a, a, a long list of individuals uh, waiting in line uh, to, uh, to, to teach, uh, to do nursery, uh, to help clean. Uh, there, there's no kind of line in there. In fact, um, when I was thinking about this earlier, uh, I couldn't help but think about Andy Griffith. You think, how does Andy Griffith tie into this? Well, I don't know if you all remember the the episode where uh, uh, Opie decided to to write a paper, and he he was writing down uh, uh, this little newspaper, all this town gossip, big time, and oh. uh, apparently he had wrote uh, um, something uh, in regards to the pastor. Apparently, Andy had said something about the pastor. And uh, uh, he, uh, the pastor, I'm sorry, my um, uh, computer here from the live uh, Facebook streams acting up. But he, uh, he was wanting, the pastor was wanting Andy uh, to teach Sunday school. And Andy's like, I don't want to. He said, I've, I've done my time. I, I just really don't want to. He said, I could really use you. And uh, he said, I just, I, he said, maybe another time. 
And he said, well, he said, I'm sure you'd be really good at it. He said, uh, I doubt you'll be as dry as dust because apparently that's what Andy had said about the pastor and Opie had wrote that down in the school newspaper that he was dry as dust. And Andy looked up at him and said, well, he said, I guess uh, you got me. He said, uh, I'll start this Sunday. He said, that's great. He said, I've got you for the next six months. <laughs> and so, you know, even Andy Griffith of the town of Mayberry didn't want to, uh, uh, to, uh, to be involved in church activity. He had felt like he had done his time and no longer wanted to do it. That's bad. Even Andy did it. <laughs> so, and uh, so a lot of people, whether they become complacent, um, they want to just have just enough church uh, to make them feel good, uh, whatever it may be. And th this is no way you stretch imagination to, well, he's, he's, you know, I always get tickled sometimes when the Holy Spirit's moving or uh, or something's been laid on my heart to say or, or, or on my dad's heart to say. Uh, they've had people come to, to us and say, I know you were talking about me. And, you know, we're like, you know, you, we, you know I remember one guy even told dad that. He said he, he was leaving church one Sunday morning he went over and shook my dad's hand, and he said, I know you're talking about me. And dad said, don't flatter yourself. I already know who you are. <laughs> so, but, uh, so, you know, I don't have anybody in mind when we're talking. I'm just trying to study God's Word and, uh, and, and teach what, uh, what I've been led to do. And uh, so I'm not thinking of any particular person at all. If you're taking offense, they're talking about you, just check, your, check out at the door because I am not have zero, I promise you, I have zero individuals in mind. But I'm talking about in general generalities, uh, there's just people to start um, excited about getting involved in church. And uh, whether they're, like I said, whether it's complacency, whether it's boredom, uh, whether uh, uh Whatever it is, uh, they just don't seem to have that excitement uh, to be involved. And, you know, maybe that's what we're uh, looking at here this evening is a reminder uh, as to why we need to be excited about the things of God. We need to be excited about church. We need to be excited to serve Jesus. We need to be excited about those things. And uh, I, for one, I, I am very excited uh, to get to preach and to teach uh, every chance that I get. And uh, in fact, somebody told me the other day, he said, uh, said, man, when you get up and preach, you, you're just so excited. I said, because I am. I am excited. And, and, I'm, and I want to motivate uh, those who are, who are either watching online or sitting in the pews at church. Whenever opportunity presents itself for me to speak, I am excited. And I want to get other people excited, uh, to be excited and, and to be encouraging uh, to these individuals. And so, uh, uh, that's, so that's what I want to do this evening is try to give a reminder uh, to, uh, um, okay, sorry, I'm trying to make sure this is working on the live uh, website, is to get you all excited. And I want to encourage you, get involved. Man, we need teachers. We need teachers' helpers. We need uh, nursery workers. You know, we need people on Sunday night, Wednesday night. You know, um, there was a time when our kids' program was huge, and we had people who were excited, and they wanted to see it grow. They wanted to build. Now, we're uh, by, I'm by no means demeaning uh, those who are volunteering their time now, but no stretch of the imagination. We have some great wonderful uh, teachers for a children's church and, and those who help teach on Sunday night, Wednesday night, which right now we haven't had any of those. In fact, right when I was getting ready to say, hey, let's do it, that's what everything, the COVID, stupid COVID thing doubled and tripled here in the area. In fact, uh, of all the United States, it's worse here in Tennessee than it is anywhere else. So uh, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just where Yankees are moving down or what, I don't know. But, uh, but hopefully, whenever we get back to uh, having class as usual, uh, I want to encourage you to get involved in church. If you don't want to teach, guess what? We need help with internet. We need help with uh, with uh, uh, with sound. We need help in cleaning the church. We need help. We need volunteers for all these things. So this is not a plea. Uh, tonight's message was not intended to be a plea for, for help in the church, but to, to encourage you, uh, to remind you, to motivate you, uh, to Hopefully, sorry guys, I'm having some trouble with my internet here, apparently, or uh, I tell you what, the old devil just does not want the word to go out today. Let's see here. Okay, hopefully you're all still able to watch. I'm having some trouble here, so I apologize. I've 
that wanted to see there were some problems and want me to stop the broadcast. So I think I've got it going again. I hope so. So I apologize. Uh, this, you know, it never fails. You know, it never fails. Always works great. But uh, just when you're trying to preach the word, that's when it's going to go down. And I don't think that's any coincidence. I don't think the devil wants these things to be heard. But if you were able to hear what we read here, verse 3, all right, it, it, it sounded like it was going down by the time I was reading verse 3. So let's read it again. For we ourselves, all right, uh, women said, got you back. Good. Okay. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. You know, it goes back to, to, uh, uh, to, remind us all right there is none righteous no not one okay there, there's none that are holy there's none that do good okay and um you know that's one thing that when you know we are not that different from non-believers you know uh we are different in the fact that yes we are saved uh and we're going to get into some more of this here in just a second but that we are children of god yes that's a distinct difference but the fact that it is we know where we come from and we know that we are sinners, and we know that we mess up, and we know that we screw up every single day. And we don't look down on those uh, who are sinners, those who have not accepted Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. And, um, uh, you know, it's a sad thing to, to understand that uh, there's so many people out there misled. There's so many people out there uh, that don't understand their need for a Savior, you know. But we still don't look, look down on them. In fact, uh, George Whitfield uh, you know, is um, he was talking about, he saw a man going to the gallows, uh, and he was talking about basically, uh, by the grace of God, that, that's not me. You know, of course, I'm paraphrasing. That's not uh, uh, exactly how he said it, but that's just it. You know, it could very be easily us who are condemned. It could be very easily us who uh, are uh, could be headed to hell. We are the ones who could be uh being sent to the gallows, you know, that is, uh, of course, dad always says tongue in cheek when he goes to the prisons. Um, and he tell, he's talking to the prisoners. He's up there speaking. Uh, he said, the only difference between me and you is you got caught. And, you know, there's a lot of truth in that, you know, very, there's a lot of us could be very, very easily be sitting in jail. You know, I, uh, uh I would never want to hurt anybody. I would never want to, uh, kill anybody and like it, but you know, you never know what you're going to do until you're put in a situation. You know, I think I was telling Brandy the other day, uh, I almost, uh, I got have screwed up my life. I could have ended a life and, uh, in, uh, in a very unintentional way. She was like, what? I remember uh, when I was a teenager, I was pulling into uh, Inglewood subdivision and I was just, you know, I was a teenager right? being goofy. And, uh, uh, you know, sometimes I, you know how kids are. And uh, so no, you don't always drive with as much uh, sense as you should, you know. And uh, I saw a bag over in the ditch. I thought, I'd just hit that bag and just blow it off the road and keep on going. Right as I got close to it, it wasn't a bag in the road. It was a little kid in the road. And I tell you what, I swerved by the grace of God. I did not hit that little kid. And if I had I done that, well, I about could, you know, I could have, you know, killed that little kid and been in jail and everything, you know, for reckless driving and who knows what else. So it could take a split second for something stupid to happen and to destroy your life, you know. It, but uh, but praise God for His grace and mercy. And see, that's one the the epicenter of what we're seeing here this evening is talking about grace. That was always. Uh, the the focal point of Paul's theology was God's grace. Even when he was in the midst of of jail and persecution, and and uh, he was still referring to God's grace and His mercy and His forgiveness and His love. You know, the devil would have us always looking backwards, but praise God for His forgiveness of sins. We get to look forward uh, to the things of the cross. You know, and I've told you before that's one area of my life that I have to really, truly fight every single day, all right? I mean, every single day. This this uh, this afternoon, I was getting getting kind of choked up, you know, and uh, I was uh, down there uh, doing some work, and 
Uh, all of a sudden, just as clear as it, as it happened yesterday, I remember uh, I went to the fair, told my little sister I was going to get her something, and uh, met some. I met up with a girl there that I was supposed to meet, and uh, and I blew all my money on that girl. And I remember getting back in the car, and my little sister was excited. She said, what'd you get me? And I got smart with her. And I said, nothing. You know, why? What's your problem? And because uh, I had forgotten that I promised her that. And uh, I thought, boy, I wish I could go back in time and change that, that little uh, instance, you know, and, uh, uh, and got her something. And um, there's a lot of things in my life that I wish I had uh, done better, wish I had treated people better. Uh, and uh, I, uh, uh, so the devil knows how to, how to attack and, and have me focus on the past. Have me focus on things that I cannot change. But praise God, when we forgive it, when we ask God for forgiveness, he is faithful and just to cleanse us and forgive us our sins and we have the ability to move forward. We can't let the things of our past uh, dictate uh, you know, our, our walk with Christ now. See, that's how the old devil wants to uh, get at us. He wants to... Uh, do those things uh, that uh, uh, so that we are looking inwardly uh, at uh, at ourselves, being selfish uh, instead of looking towards the cross, instead of looking towards Jesus Christ. So we can't, you know. I have to keep reminding myself. As I tell you all, don't quit. Let go of the past. That stuff you got. That stuff's been nailed to the cross. You've been forgiven. You can't change it. No matter how I give anything in the world, I would give anything in the world to have a reset button. Go back in time. And fix so many. Just like you know, I guess that's why one of my favorite TV shows is Quantum Leap. You know, <laughs> Brady gets so mad at me. In fact, my friends, where I met Brady, get mad at me because I could quote uh, the opening sequence uh, to Quantum Leap word for word. I mean, word for word without hesitation. And my friends would be like, "Man, will you shut up?" <laughs> And Brandy's like, quit. I want to hear it, you know, because um, uh, he can he can leap uh, within his own lifetime into different people and uh, fix rights that first went wrong. And I wish I could do that, but uh, uh, that it is, um, uh, you know, I was thinking about that one time, and uh, even though I might not have liked what happened and I feel like I wish there was a right that I could make, I mean, a wrong that I could make right. Um, I almost felt like I could hear God saying, who are you? You are not God. These things happen for a reason. They might not have been his perfect will, but they were his permissive will. You know, it, you are not God to change what happened. And, you know, and I was like, oh, gosh, that's a good point. Who am I to say that wrong was a wrong, uh, you know, that I, you know, that and just had to, and we just had to let those things go. So, but, uh, uh Robert said, we're proud members of geeks are us. Amen to that. Yeah. My dad calls me a nerd. So anyway, all right. Uh, it is, so we read this here in verse three. All right. So we're all sinners. All right. But, all right, here's a good thing. We went from focus on ourselves here, uh, to verse four. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, all right? So we're going from the focus of ourselves to the focus of what God is doing and has done in our lives. Isn't that a wonderful thing? So um, let me see that. But when the goodness, okay, uh, the, uh, the Greek for that is krestostes, uh, uh, another word, merciful, all right, uh, that mercifulness of God, his mercy, you know, it is his mercy uh, that he don't just uh, wipe us off the face of the earth. You know, sometimes I wonder, you know, uh, when I think of all the, the bad things I have done or the things I continually to do in, in, in the flesh, you know, I think, man, why don't God just, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm like a flea, I, you know, why don't he just flick me off of this world, you know, but, uh, but he is merciful. 
and he is gracious, and he is kind, and we see this goodness and loving kindness. Now, the English Standard Version says loving kindness. Now, um, it, again, we get from the word, you know, we see a lot of words from the Greek uh, that we uh, that have been integrated into the English language, and I guess that's maybe that's why I actually did well in Greek, <laughs> and uh, uh, unlike Latin, which I did horribly in, but uh, philanthropos, you know, philanthropy, okay, uh, is where we're getting this uh, this term here uh, in regards to uh, in loving kindness, okay. And so uh, him loving humankind, you know, it is God's love. And I think sometimes people want to look at God as this this angry uh, uh, God who is uh, waiting to to smite us uh, in every chance that he gets. But people forget his his loving his love for humankind, his philanthropos, all right, his love for humankind that he sent his only son to save us. We are all headed for judgment. We're all headed for hell. His, his justice must, had to be given because of our wickedness and our sins. And out of his love, he sent Jesus Christ. This is also a word that is used. Uh, to um, uh, to free uh, uh, to have sympathy and pity that to help free those who are in bondage. Okay, and uh, very much so. How applicable uh, is that that we were ransomed? That we that that we were that was uh, was paid. All right. You often heard my dad say this many many times that we had a a debt that we could not pay, and Jesus paid a debt he did not owe. And that's just that's exactly what we're looking at here. And uh, so praise God that he loved us enough that he's willing to show his kindness, his grace, all right, graciousness, as we see in that great Greek word, uh, Christostes, uh, that, uh, that he was sent his only son to show us the way to salvation, to show us the way to eternity. You know, we could all easily spend eternity in hell. God didn't have no reason. He did not have to. He's under no obligation uh, to send his only son to die for us. But out of his love, out of his grace, out of his mercy, he sent his only son so that we can have life eternal. That is a very kind, good, and gracious God. So when people try to say, well, God is an angry God, well, wait a minute now. You need to, to, to refer them back to this passage here. And some may say, well, why is uh, the God of the Old Testament uh, much different than the God of the New Testament? He, he was the same. It's just, you know, he was, uh, one, he's trying to show the Israelites uh, the, the right direction to go into, and they, uh, uh, just like all of us, they screwed it up. <laughs> you know, it's the very things he'd tell them to do, they'd whine and complain about. And he would try to show them mercy, and he'd try to show them this and that. And, the, and they just, you know, and so they, they wonder why he was wandering the wilderness for 40 years. You know, it's just, the, and, and if we think that we'd be any different, then you're fooling yourself. We'd be the very ones right there. I don't want to go back to Egypt. My feet are tired. I'm hot. Moses, I'm thirsty. Moses, I'm hungry. Why are we here? You know, <laughs> so well, you're not gonna know. We'd all be right there doing the same thing, you know. And the spies come over from the promised land, and they and they said, "Hey, man, we could take these people." And had a couple people say, "Man, they're giants. There ain't no way." We're like, "Oh my gosh, we're all gonna die. Let's let's just get out of here." You know, no faith. And uh, so we know, don't sit there and act like you wouldn't be doing the same thing. You would be doing the same thing. But uh, but praise God, all right? He is merciful and he is loving and he did send Jesus to show us that way. All right, so that's why it's a great, that, that word alone, that one word in verse four, but, all right, here we're focused on ourselves. We're focused on all the bad that we do and all the screwing up that we do. But, all right, here we have God's grace, God's goodness, God's kindness. Uh, that is a wonderful thing. Uh, our Savior appeared, all right? So, but when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior appeared. So, man, you know, that's that's a one that, you know, if that don't get your fire stoked or something wrong, you know, like Dad said, about it, your wood's wet, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, our Savior appeared, okay? Now, he saved us, 
all right, not because of works done by his unrighteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so now this is very important here. All right, and we're talking about uh, that, um, that regeneration, all right, that renewal, that washing uh, that we're seeing here, that cleansing, that uh, purification, uh, if you will, uh, that we're seeing here. And so, you know, it is, it is um, important that we understand we read that, okay? And also, there's important things I want to point out here, okay? Uh, let's see here. All right, now, when you talk about the regeneration of all creation, I remember, all creation, all right? You know, I had someone ask me, and I meant to get back with them, and I didn't. They asked me the other day, he said, uh, you know, uh, they had the unfortunate pleasure of losing their mother. Uh, they're dealing with severe health issues. You know, why is this happening to me? Uh, you know, is God trying, I know God's trying to show me something. You know, I just don't understand as to why. Well, you know, I didn't get a chance to respond to them. But here's the thing. You know, when we go through hardships and trials, not every hardship and trial is God trying to show us something. All right. Uh, even the disciples, you know, they were, they understood that not everything they went through uh, was God trying to show them something. They understood that it's not, you know, a lot of times we have bad things happen is because we live in a fallen world. That's just all there is to it. Now, there, 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 God can be trying to reveal himself or, or trying to, uh, to goad us or, or push us in a direction or trying to reveal something in periods of our life. I don't doubt that at all. There are certain circumstances, uh, you know, and, but not every situation uh, uh, is God revealing. Sometimes we just live in a fallen world. Why? Since the fall of man, even creation uh, is is uh, demonstrating uh, the the fall, uh, demonstrating the sin filled world. That's why we have the groanings uh, of this earth. I think that's, you know that's why we have uh, these these erratic weather patterns and earthquakes and volcanoes and storms and uh, all these things that, that happen in our world. That, that you know, but you know, somebody saying, "What a bad things happen to good people." You know, that's one thing God's word says. There's nobody good. You know, he's like, well, I'm a good person. You know, hey, you know, you, uh, uh, you know, your best uh, are but filthy rags in the eyes of God. But uh, because what does God's word say? A man's heart stays blue. We can do good. No, there's, no, there's nothing to do good. Uh, but, uh, you know, we don't deserve anything. That's why it's a blessing. It's by the grace of God that anything good happens to us at all. But when we see these trials happening, that we understand we live in a sin-filled world, but we have God's word uh, to guide us, to encourage us, to strengthen us, all right, uh, throughout our walk. Now, one thing we can look at here is Romans 8, 20 through 23. Romans 8, 20 through 23. Let me get over here so you can uh, see this here. Again, that's Romans chapter 8, verses 20 through 23. It says, for creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who are the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. So, you know, one day, all right, we're going to have new, regenerated, we're going to have new bodies in this earth. We're going to have a new, regenerated, we're going to have a new earth. We're going to have a new, new bodies and a new earth at one point in time. And uh, that's a wonderful thing. You know, I, uh, uh, I look forward to having a new, fresh body. You know, I hope I have abs. <laughs> so if you see a guy walking around heaven without a shirt on with abs, that's me. <laughs> so I'm teasing. Of course, that would be covetous. And, and, and plus, I wouldn't want to cause women to lust. So, you know, that won't happen in heaven. There's no sin in heaven, so that ain't going to happen. But, you know, I, I'm joking. But, uh, but we see that here. You know, we see that regeneration of both the flesh and of the earth uh, that we're referring to here uh, this evening. And um, also, uh, when we talk about in, uh, uh, why we need this regeneration, um, let's see here. We see that in verse, uh, verse 3 we just read here. Because 
of the sin-filled world, that we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions, pleasures. You know, we see those things. That's why we, we are sin-filled. That's why we need that regeneration. That's why we're in need of a Savior. You know, that's why I wish I could get through uh, to those who aren't saved. And that's why I'd just like to, to ring the necks of pastors out there who who water uh, water down God's word. These, these milquetoast pastors out there uh, who are afraid to stand on God's holy word because they don't want to offend. They don't want to hurt little snowflake feelings. The heck with that. You know, we need to preach the conviction of sins so that people understand the need of a savior. You're right. The people are heading to hell. You know, uh, Sunday, uh, uh, and you've heard dad talk about this, uh, the, 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 drawing uh, in the hallway there, how he used to look at it all the time and uh, when he was in college. And uh, the, the, some people from the church were graciously uh, was able to obtain that so that dad could have it. He said he used to stare a lot of time. Well, Sunday I was staring at it. And, and um, of course, you know, it's a 70s reference or 60s, I don't know, where they're making daisy chains and and uh, people are blindly walking off a cliff and they're making the daisy chains doing nothing. But I was sitting there staring at it, though, and I thought, how how easily uh, could that be people staring at their uh, at their phones on social media as uh, others are blindly walking off into the abyss and and they're doing nothing about it? See what you know. The point is, there are people lined up and and they're they're heading straight to hell, blindly into hell, and nobody's doing a thing. Because they don't want to offend. Oh, oh, I don't want to holler at those people uh, walking off. the. They're blind and walking off a cliff. Imagine a school of blind people, and they're walking off the cliff, and you're saying, oh, don't don't say nothing. I, I, you know, If we holler, it might bother them. You know, we don't want to scare them. We don't want to hurt them. You're like, they're, they're walking off a cliff dying. You know, you need to do something. No, uh, we know. Let's just, let's read some poetry. Let's, let's meditate in some yoga and, and let's not think about those things. We, we don't want to upset those people. That would be insane, you know, or at least I would think. But then again, uh, this day and age, people being bullied, beat up, whatever. People got the stupid little phones out, videotaping it, not doing a thing about it, you know. Uh, but, um, we got to uh, quit being distracted uh, with these temporal things of this world and, um, and and start waking people up and saying, hey, wait, you know, you're going the wrong way, all right? But, you know, and, and, and try to get their attention that, hey, man, you're headed to hell, you know? And, uh, well, it's, it's my choice and I can do what I want to, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, man. Uh, God isn't forcing anybody uh, to uh, uh, to to be uh, to be saved. It is a choice uh, by each and every individual uh, whether to accept or reject the things of Jesus Christ. And uh, we can't force them, but we've got to try to get out there and try to make some noise and say, "Hey, man, uh, you know, uh, you've you've got to uh, to wake up, get your head out of the proverbial sand, uh, if you will, and listen." Uh, let's see here. Um, of course, the meaning of grace we see here uh, in verse 4, obviously, that we just read here, uh, talking about but when the goodness and the, and the loving kindness of God. Uh, I'm going to look over here. I think it's John 3.3. 3. Let me double check here that I want to look at. Hold on here. Let's see. Yeah, uh, John 3.3, 3, Jesus says for him, Truly, truly, I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot see in the kingdom of heaven. Of course, he's talking to Nicodemus there. Uh, but uh, you have to be born again. You know, you have to accept Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior. Going to church ain't going to get you in. Being good ain't going to get you in. Being rich ain't going to get you in. Works ain't going to get you in. And that's really what we're getting at here in just a minute uh, is talking about those very things. That uh, we have to open our eyes and we have to... Um, uh, uh, to see that we are hopelessly lost and we cannot save ourselves. Well, that's one thing we have to truly understand. Uh, we're going to get Ephesians uh, 2, 14 through 16. Let's get over here. I know I'm using some, throwing out some verses here, but I feel like that's uh, uh, important. Uh, Ephesians 2, 14 and 16. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments. Let's see. Okay, I just need to stop there, I guess. But uh, yeah, Ephesians 2, uh, 14, is what, uh, or 14 through 16. No, that's right. I thought I was stop there, but it's Ephesians 2 through 4, 16. I'm sorry. Hold on here. 
Hold on, let me finish reading that. I feel bad now. Let me go here. For some reason I thought it was just 14. I don't know what's the matter with me today. And uh, anyway, let's go back over here. Uh, for himself is our peace, who has beat us both one and has broken down his flesh in the dividing of all hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace. It might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. So remember that reconciliation. What is reconciliation? Remember that is if you are uh, having a disagreement between you and an individual uh, and say you didn't talk again for several years and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, one, one of the other uh, reached out the uh, the olive branch here and uh, uh, you were able to reconcile those differences and restore that friendship. That's what Christ is doing. He's restoring that friendship. And again, when God saves us, that is totally his grace. All right, remember that, his grace. And uh, and it's not nothing to do with our works. It has absolutely nothing to do with our works. We see that here, uh, that um, uh, we read verse 4 and verse 5. He saved us, all right, not because uh, of works done by us. We see that he saved us. All right, he didn't just look into the future and say, oh, I know that's going to be saved because then it looked like we'd done something. Uh, and then uh, uh, God uh, made his plans accordingly. That's not how that works. Um, it, is, uh, it is not nothing we, it is nothing we have done at all whatsoever. You know, in the old covenant, uh, there was circumcision. In the new covenant, uh, there is uh, baptism. But, you know, there, it's amazing the amount of individuals out there who think you have to be baptized to be saved. That is a works-based faith. That is crazy, man. Uh, it, it is that I mean I, I've told you this before. I've got I got in a deep heated debate with a guy one time. Uh, he was, he was uh, in the Christian church, and uh, they think you have to be baptized to be saved. That is work. That's something you had to do. Remember, salvation is a free gift of God. It is a free gift. There's nothing you can. Nothing you can do. It is, you know. So I loved what one of my professors at Grace College. I never thought about it before. He said, "Replace circumcision with baptism," and it's the same type of situation. That's what we're seeing here. You know, we renew our minds daily, and we see this here that this this type of regeneration that it's not referring to baptism. But the fact that we are renewed daily by spending that time in the Word and in prayer, we renew ourselves daily. And so, again, it is, we cannot, you know, again, faith produces works, okay? Our faith produces those things uh, where we want to honor God and we want to please God and want to do those things, but it's not a works-based uh, uh, religion, obviously. But, um, uh, again, verse 5 says, He saved us not because of works done by us and righteous, but according to his own mercy by the washing of regeneration. Again, that washing is not referring to baptism, literal baptism, but in number two, remember, uh, when you look at regeneration, we can also see that as um, a rebirth or a new birth, uh, a new creation that we are in Christ Jesus. And one thing's for sure in the uh, 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 Pathagoria, Pathagoria, Gorians. Anyway, them people back there and back in, he's talking to. <laughs> All right. And the Gnostics, see, they believed in regeneration. Uh, regeneration. They believed in reincarnation. I'll get out here in a second. They believed in reincarnation. And so when they kind of understood what, a, what rebirth meant, uh, or second birth, if you will, uh, because they believed that, uh, in, that you would come back uh, as, uh, and, and do those things. Uh, in fact, the Gnostics, I think they thought uh, it was that every 3,000 years, uh, man and the earth was destroyed and they come back and, and you'd have a second chance. Well, obviously, we know that's uh, just humanistic philosophy, garbage, uh, false uh, thinking. But, uh, but when we, uh, we are in that regeneration, we do become that new creature in Christ Jesus, become a new person. Uh, that's a wonderful thing, the way we think, talk, act, uh, see things are going to be completely different than the way we did uh, when we were uh, not saved. You know, uh, the things we thought were funny won't be so funny anymore. The things we used to, uh, you know, the way our, our thought process used to work should change. You know, you, you should have a, have a whole line of different way of thinking. You know, I, I like that uh, uh, little meme I shared on uh, Facebook the other day. 
uh, said, uh, in fact, one of my, it's one of my professors actually originally shared it, uh, but uh, said, uh, said, God, I know he's not a Christian, but, and he, the guy's pointing to the, to the sign says, no. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of, I don't care if it's women, I don't care if it's men. They oftentimes, they have the, the, the misunderstanding of, well, I could change this individual. They're a nice person. We can avoid religion, uh, all these things. But God has a reason why not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. That's true with uh, intimate relationships or with, uh, with friendships. And the reason being is your train of thought, your line of thinking is going to be completely different than those who are in the world. And it's not going to work. It's not going to mesh. And they're going to pull you down a whole lot quicker than they're going to pull you up. You know, um, let's go ahead and move on here. Um, let's see here. Uh, no, the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So is that not a wonderful thing to know, that uh, we become heirs uh, of the kingdom of heaven, uh, that when we come, you know, we are adopted sons and daughters into the kingdom. And... Uh, um, that we are joint heirs we with Jesus Christ. Everything that Jesus Christ receives, we're going to receive. You know, uh, that is uh, to see that, to understand that, uh, to know that uh, that Jesus Christ. You know, that we are going to inherit, uh, you know, eternal life, a peace beyond understanding. No more sickness. No more death. Uh, no more sorrow. No more sin. None of these things, man. Everything. Uh, that Jesus Christ uh, uh, received, we're going to receive. And you know the thing, this is the whole, uh, the, the crescendo of it all is to motivate you. You know, we're seeing here where we were, all right, who we were uh, in the world uh, and the sinners that we were. We see, but uh, God, all right, sent us his only son. Uh, he showed his kindness, his mercy, all right. We see that and, and regenerate us, made us new, made us whole, made us different from what we were, new, completely people. We, we were washed, all right? We were cleansed by the blood. So, you know, the, what, what better way to excite you, to motivate you? Maybe you've been in a place of complacency. Maybe you've been in that place of apathy. Maybe you've been, you've been in those places uh, that um, uh, you know, you've become bored with church. Maybe you've become bored uh, with the things of God. But hopefully, you see, that's why we have God's word here, to encourage us. All right, to see these things and realize, you know what? I realize where I was. Now look at where I am now. Look at where God has brought me. And that should encourage you. That should excite you, all right? And that should motivate you to want to do things, to want to work, to strive, to please the Heavenly Father. Whether that's being actively involved in church, which we need more people to be more actively involved, uh, but doing his good work, being that example physically, we mean physically, how you react to situations, how you uh, address certain areas of, of life, uh, whatever it may be, that you're demonstrating a Christ-like attitude in thought, word, deed, and action, that you're constantly being a witness and you're constantly trying to find ways to draw others to Jesus Christ. So we need to be careful about that. We need to, you know, right now uh, our, our, our uh, emotions are way up here. You know, for most people, we're fed up with this Antifa garbage. We're fed up with these uh, these attacks that we're seeing. These these rioters. Uh, we're we're upset with the, these uh, this, uh, this scandal of of. of fraud within our election process, uh, and we're fed up with COVID, we're fed up with masks, our, our emotions are, are way up here, all right? But don't let that rule you or control you, but, all right, let us demonstrate the love of Christ. Let us demonstrate Jesus and all these situations. How would Jesus have us respond? We need to be, show grace. We need to show mercy. We need to show forgiveness, even when it's not deserved, we need to show these things. And by doing so, we're see that faith is producing a good work within us. And that directly goes back to Galatians 5, the fruits of the Spirit. Or we should ponder on those things of Philippians 4.8. When you start feeling your temper and emotions and going in directions that shouldn't, remember Philippians 4.8. So that's why we have God's Word to help us, guide us, and to encourage us. Let us have a word of prayer. 
Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to spread the gospel message. Lord, I know we've been having a lot of technical difficulties this evening, and I don't find it uh, any surprise that the devil is trying to uh, hinder uh, this message from getting out. Lord, we need to hear this. We need to hear uh, this encouragement uh, daily uh, for our walk and our growth. And Lord, to help us to always strive to have that mind of Christ. Let us strive for what is right. And Lord, help us to do your perfect work and will out of our love for you. And Lord, for anyone watching this evening that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I hope you all have a have a great, uh, great evening and a blessed week. And don't forget, we'll be meeting at church, uh, physical church, 118 Judah Lane. Uh, Dr. Vicky will be bringing the morning message. And of course, I'll be doing the online service that evening at six o'clock. So I hope you all have a blessed evening. And thanks for watching.